Germany dominates Europe, but the nation lacks just one asset, a strong leader. Prove that Germany is about to get a strong leader and that he will shake the nations. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Germany is one of the top exporters of military armaments in the world, and it is the third largest in uh, producing goods. And it actually uh, dominates Europe right now because of that strong economy, and they're becoming very militaristic as well. But there's one thing that Germany doesn't have at this time, and that is a, a strong leader. And they're fervently looking for a strong leader to lead them in that uh, Holy Roman Empire that is there in Europe. They want somebody in the tradition of Charlemagne. But what do people know about Charlemagne? It is a, a discussion often with leaders in Europe. It's something that they really want, but is it good? Well, it's not a good tradition, and I'll show you that today. But they have a coalition government right now that uh, wants to really move ahead. The number one magazine over there, Spiegel Online, responded to the new agreement with the headline, Is the United States of Europe now emerging? United States of Europe, what does that mean? Well, something is, uh, a, a unity here is merging, and it's going to produce ten kings, Bible prophecy tells us, and we've been prophesying that for over 70 years, that it was coming, and here it is, and you're going to see it form in ten kings in Europe. The article goes on to say, it would be a radical new beginning, the future traffic-like Government dreams a European federal state with a constitution and a foreign minister. Oh, yes, but they, they're not talking here about the strong leader, but that's what they need most of all. And, and he will implement those absolute uh, necessary portions of government. He's talking about the Holy Roman Empire, really, and uh, the Ten Kings. And it, he, they want a federal European state, and they're talking about a United States of Europe or a federal European state. There's a strong man that they're looking for, to put it in very simple terms. Here's what a head of a German society for foreign relations says this, military spending in the future, and they're very much influential. And here's what they say, it would mean Germany would spend around $120 billion on its military, compared to Russia's $70 billion. Can you imagine that? Here, small Germany, now, of course, they may not get that much of a budget for their military, but that's what these people, who are experts in foreign relations, think that they need. $120 billion in military spending, and Russia only has $70 billion. Can you imagine that? That's puny compared to what Germany is doing today. It is puny and, and shocking. 
The article goes on to say this influential think tank is calling for a massive change, a massive change in military spending. And after World War II, remember Winston Churchill and Franklin Roosevelt said that they were going to be certain that Germany would never be able to arm themselves again because they had started so many wars. The one in 1870, World War I, World War II, and, and many more back in their history. That is reality. So, what does it all mean? Here, another uh, German think tank had this to say with all the crises engulfing Germany and Europe at present, Iran is not considered a major problem. Dr. Cornelius Adebar of the German Council on Foreign Relations wrote. That, however, is a mistake. He said, that will have to change. But he's saying, really, Germany must step up now that America is stepping out of the Middle East. And Iran, uh, of course, sees America getting out, and they, they love that because they want to dominate the regional power around the Persian Gulf. They want to do that very much. Germany wants to do that, along with Iran. If you look at Daniel 11, verse 40, the king of the north is going to clash with the king of the south, and that's king of the north is Germany, or German-led Europe, and the king of the south is Iran leading terrorist-sponsoring nations, a dangerous uh, group of people, to be sure. I want to give you a quote that I've given before, but it's very important that we understand this. Otto von Habsburg was a member of Parliament recently. He's now deceased, but he uh, wrote this. The European community is living largely by the heritage of the Holy Roman Empire, though the great majority of the people who live by it don't know by what heritage they live. They don't even understand that they're living by the heritage of the Holy Roman Empire. They don't realize that. And they certainly don't realize it, that, the, the, uh, that much about, well, who is Charlemagne, and what, what, what kind of a government would that be for us? Well. Even today, that's still, all those things are still a mystery, and should not be. But we're looking at the seventh resurrection of the Holy Roman Empire. And if you know that history, it is a bloody history in all six of those heads so far, and the seventh one is even going to be worse, according to Bible prophecy. Another quote from Mr. Habsburg, he said, We do possess a European symbol which belongs to all nations equally. This is the crown of the Holy Roman Empire, which embodies the tradition of Charlemagne. Tradition of Charlemagne. You see, again, they really want a strong leader in the tradition of Charlemagne. Well, just what kind of a government is that? And I'm telling you, it's going to shock this world as it has not been shocked before politically. I do believe. And prophecy certainly tells you that is going to happen. The, when you talk about the tradition of Charlemagne, that is, that is the peak of uh, an empire. 
that was bloody, worse than all of the empires preceding it, according to history. Do we really want to see a tradition like that, a strong man like that? That's what they're saying. This is just history, and, and I'm giving you their comments that they're talking about quite frequently now. What is that tradition of Charlemagne? They go around talking about we need to revive our roots. What does it all mean? Well, the violence of Charlemagne, Charlemagne used to enforce his religion on his subjects, was simply unknown in earlier empires. He just forced his religion on others. Here is another little quote I'll give you. Charlemagne's bloody conquests were the worst ever in the history of previous empires. That's just the way it is. And yet, most of this is a mystery to this world. The bloodiest empire ever to that point. But the one on this, these last days are going to be even worse, and German leaders and chancellors are even discussing it today. Let me give you a quote from uh, Roman Herzog, who was the Chancellor of Germany, and he received the 1997 International Charlemagne Prize. They even have a prize they give each year for the man who has uh, helped bring about this Charlemagne leader in Europe. Notice what he says. This is, this is one of the most shocking statements you'll ever read from a politician about the tradition of Charlemagne. Here's what he says, For one thousand years the destiny of our continent has revolved around the choice between cohesive or fragmented Europe. Charlemagne, after whom our prize is named, made his own particular choice, the first unification of Europe. At such an hour the truth must be told. Well, what is the truth? What is he talking about? He's telling us the truth. Here's what he said, Only by wading through a sea of blood, sweat, and tears did he reach his goal. Well, that is, that's just a mind-shattering comment. Here is the previous Chancellor of Germany that made that statement about the Charlemagne Prize. And that's frightening truth. He says that's the only way to reach his goal. Now, in other words, he's saying Germany has a right to go out and achieve this goal and, and just absolutely dominate Europe and the Western world and the whole world according to their plan. That is their plan. Of course, they're not going to achieve it, but they're going to achieve a lot more than anybody would imagine. They really are. For a leader to say this publicly is stunning to me. But I've read this before, and the more I read it, the more, more uh, it, it absolutely just uh, hammers your brain to think that if they know who Charlemagne was, and they do, at least the leaders, and why would they want that? 
Adolf Hitler was the sixth head of the Holy Roman Empire. They don't mention him because, well, he's, he's too recent. People know how bloody he was. And his hero was Charlemagne. And so they're looking for Charlemagne today. And Charlemagne is going to rule over those ten nations, those ten kings that God talks about. And I'll give you a little more about that in a moment. But notice Daniel 8. If you want to look at Daniel 12 and verses 4 and 9, you'll see that this book is only for the end time. Only for the end time. And notice what it says in Daniel 8. And he said, Behold, I will make you know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. So not only is this about the end time, but God wants us to realize the urgency of this. It's about the end time, and then it talks about uh, the last end, a little uh, couple of verses on down. And then verse 23, notice what it says. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, transgressors are come to the full, just like we're living in right now. It's for our time right now. A king, it says, a fierce countenance, an understanding, dark sentences shall stand up. Well, do you know that prophecy is talking about a modern day Charlemagne? That's what he's talking, what it, the prophecy is all about. It's right there in your Bible. So, this uh, next Charlemagne, well, where, where is this all going to end? Where is it going to end? It's, God wants us to know. Verse 24, Daniel 8 and verse 24 says this And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. That's, that means he, he has satanic power. And he shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. That's a terrifying statement. He's going to destroy the holy and mighty people of God, the loyal people of God that are obeying God. He's going to de destroy those who are lukewarm and not really on fire for God. And that's about 95% of God's own people. Now, I'll tell you this. Charlemagne is going to do a lot more than that. That's just one little segment of what he's going to do. He says in verse 25, we want to read the good news here, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many, just like ancient Charlemagne, only a lot more. That's what it's talking about. He waded through a sea of blood. And this modern-day Charlemagne is going to have so much power than that ancient Charlemagne who was coronated in 800 A.D. I mean, so much more power, nuclear power of all kinds. It's just going to be a killing machine. And this is what Europe wants, some leader in the tradition of Charlemagne. I don't know how we can read prophecies like this and not be determined to get a message out there of what God is, warns us is coming. But the good news is certainly uh, transcends all the bad news. Yes, indeed it does. 
But notice how this ends. The latter part of verse 25, it says, He shall also stand up against the Prince of Princes, Jesus Christ, but he shall be broken without hand. This man is going to be broken, and the whole empire is going to be broken. And we have a booklet on a strong German leader is imminent. I have it right here before me, and that's what I'm talking about today. It is imminent. This man himself is a strong, gigantic sign of the return of Jesus Christ. Those ten kings are another impressive sign that flows directly into the Second Coming of Jesus Christ, along with the Asian hordes that we know so much about, China, Russia. God even calls that His own army. In Joel, that's what He calls them, because He's going to use them to entertain the Charlemagne and his followers to, let's say, well, uh, to war against them. And it's going to be the bloodiest thing this world has ever, ever seen on this earth. The blood is going to flow up to the horses' bridles in the valley of Jehoshaphat there in Jerusalem, like something we've never seen before. For that, that extends for 200 miles. Can you imagine such a picture as that? Notice Luke 21 and verse 20. Luke 21 and verse 20, and when you shall see, you'll see it, the European army, Jerusalem compassed with armies, this is the European army, the Holy Roman Empire, then know that the desolation thereof is near. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein." So this is very interesting, because God is directing His own people. Don't come in. Here's when to get out, and I'm going to take you to a place of protection. You know why He's going to take them? because they got this message out to the world just before the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. He wants us to deliver His warning, but it's a message of hope. You think about that. Uh, we, we, we can look into this beast prophecy and be titillated by that and forget all about the really most fantastic news you've ever heard in your life. The Second Coming of Jesus Christ to bring peace and joy and happiness on this earth forever, forever and ever and ever. And we'll see no more Charlemagnes. We're going to see leaders like Christ, or they won't be around. That's what your Bible says. This has tremendous hope. God says, prophesy again, prophesy again, after a man prophesied before us. And I'll show you a little more on that if I have time. But notice we'll go on with Luke 21, uh, for these be the days of vengeance, and all things which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 22, verse 27, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. 
And it goes on in verse 31 and says, This know that the kingdom of God is near at hand. Yes, indeed it is. It is near at hand. Here is a the seventh and last empire, Holy Roman Empire, and it's going to be destroyed. Now let me give you a little quick history here. Revelation 17 and verse 10. And this is a mystery to a lot of people as well, but this is history as well as prophecy. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen, and one is. Actually, six are fallen now, and one is, and the other's not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short space. So there's another one coming, but wait a minute. Now, we're, well, it's, it's not just coming, it's right there facing all of us. The one says here is not yet come. But see, Herbert W. Armstrong did warn all about Adolf Hitler and where this was all leading as God's apostle. He did that. He gave this warning message. You can read a big part of it in the United States and Britain in Prophecy, the book that he that people requested most of all. But one is not yet come, but now it is come. It's no, it's no longer going to be a mystery. Everybody's going to know. That's what this is all about. See, Hitler ended, well, there were 60 million people died in World War II. That was what happened. <clears throat> Think of all that bloodshed. And yet God says there's a seventh one coming that's going to be more if we don't wake up and repent and turn around and let God save us. But He's not going to if we don't repent. And do we ever need to be saved by God? Herbert W. Armstrong knew Otto Van Habsburg, and he came to Herbert Armstrong's campus, college campus, and they discussed these issues. And Mr. Armstrong knew a lot about it, and uh, so did Otto von Habsburg. But it's all about unparalleled destruction. And in verse 12 it says, And the ten horns which you saw are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. You're going to have ten horns, and it's going, it's going to be a beast power. These have one mind. Verse 13 and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, the one who died for our sins and paid for all of our sins so we could have eternal life. He was brutally beaten and had his, a spear rammed into his side and blood spurted out as he died, paying for our physical and spiritual sins. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful." This is all about the ten kings. And it, that, again, is a monumental sign of the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Lamb is going to take on all these leaders, the Charlemagnes and the uh, other dictators, that are going to be doing everything they can to destroy God's work at that time, but God isn't going to allow that to happen. And this message has to go out 
God says it must go out. He has promised to give it to this world. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Germany dominates Europe, but the nation lacks just one asset a strong leader. Prove that Germany is about to get a strong leader and that he will shake the nations. Germany has started both world wars and is poised to start one more, but it still needs a strong leader. Request our free booklet, A Strong German Leader is Imminent, to discover how this leader will take power. Prove that the rise of a German strongman will fulfill Bible prophecy. Learn about the bloody tradition that will inspire the next German strongman. Realize that Germany is about to lead the world into war one last time. Understand how the alarm of war is leading to the trumpet blast announcing the second coming of Jesus Christ. Also request our free book, The Holy Roman Empire in Prophecy. The coming German strongman will lead the seventh and final resurrection of the Holy Roman Empire. But how did we get this far? How has the empire survived and terrorized the world for so long? Study the Holy Roman Empire in prophecy to expose the evil spirit force that has propelled this empire for more than a millennium. Historically, the Holy Roman Empire ruled a diverse group of scattered peoples. There was only one way to unite them, by the power of a great false church. Prove that your Bible has specifically foretold the first six resurrections of the Holy Roman Empire already. You can know that the seventh one will occur just as the Bible reveals. Learn about each of the resurrections of the Holy Roman Empire, its strengths, weaknesses, motivations, and impact on mankind. Learn the lessons of this history to avoid repeating it. You will also receive a free copy of Gerald Fleury's booklet, Daniel Unlocks Revelation. Both Daniel and Revelation are packed with prophecy about the Holy Roman Empire. Understand the Bible's warning about the great false church uniting with the Holy Roman Empire for one last worldwide rampage. Discover the law of cause and effect that makes such punishment necessary. Unlock the timeline of end-time world events preceding the best news ever, the return of our Savior to save us from ourselves. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request A Strong German Leader is Imminent, The Holy Roman Empire in Prophecy, and Daniel Unlocks Revelation. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request A Strong German Leader is Imminent, The Holy Roman Empire in Prophecy, and Daniel Unlocks Revelation. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.